brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey everybody, welcome back to Friends of the Countess. It's me, David, and we are sitting here on the this, our planet of the base, uh, enjoying our girl dinner and doing other things that have gone viral this week or the past month on TikTok, and just reveling in all of that feeling. If you live in New York, like me, you're probably feeling that the temperature is no longer... Ball's ass hot. It just happens to be really fucking humid. How's the temperature where you are? I know that back where uh, my parents live, it's in Texas and it's Texas is boiling. So we're it's it's only August, early August. And I'm already like we're everyone's everyone's everyone is over this shit. That's just what I'm saying. You know, like it's sort of like the Monday of the year, which feels weird because like this should be like the late Wednesday of the year. This should be like Wednesday evening. You're like, okay, go ahead. I only have two more days, but or three more days. But in reality, no. Um, I don't know. There's something about August is like the February of the that makes sense. August, August and February. Actually, no, February is not that bad. February sucks, but like March sucks even more. It's August and March. August and March can suck my balls. That's what I am saying, you know? <laughs> um August and March are the replacement Biljana Electronica of the year. Like, nobody asked for this. Nobody wanted this. Nobody's dealing with this. And we're just like, who is this person staring at me? 
Um, this is not the Biliana Electronica that I knew and love. This is not the Biliana Electronica who I saw, whomst I saw at the the Fulton Transportation Center. This is not this is not my Biliana Electronica, and even Sabrina is not my Biliana Electronica. But honestly, at the end of the day, Biliana Electronica isn't even Biliana Electronica because that's some other woman whose name is like Sydney or Sandy or something like that. Can she just wasn't allowed to? Be in the video because this is that type of guy. I don't know why I am obsessed with this damn video. I don't know why. I don't. If you if you know what I'm talking about, great. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't look it up because I swear to God, it'll like get into your brain and just like eat your soul from the inside. Anyway, hi, welcome back to Friends of the Countess. This is David. Um, let's let let's start over. Uh, how are we all doing right now? Um, before we get into the episode, just remember, please leave a five-star review or rating on your favorite podcatcher. Again, it doesn't have to be a huge, long review. You can just sit there and click a little five-star because it really helps me out. Um, it gets me numbers. It puts me up on charts. It it does all those little things. And, and you want me to succeed, don't you? Don't you? I'll, I'll wear a cute backless dress like Brian. I don't know. That... Yeah. Uh, I'm also on Patreon. Not, no, wait, sorry. I shut down the Patreon for a while. Uh, I'm on Instagram. That's what I'm on. I am on Instagram. What do I do on Instagram? Mainly just like occasionally you should post pictures of the thing that I'm watching, which is, or the episode that I'm watching as I'm taking notes. And then I sit there and go like, isn't this, isn't this funny? It's funny. There's a funny thing. Actually, I did post something that I'll get into in the kids is funny. But yeah, uh, you can email me at friendsofthecountess at gmail. And yeah, um, I would love to hear from you. I, yeah, let me know how I'm doing. I like, I do like hearing good feedback and I don't, I mean, if it's constructive feedback, great. Um, I want to make this podcast the best podcast that I can make this podcast. You know, I'm trying to get us onto a better schedule. Uh, maybe I'll pitch it to a network. I don't know. Who knows? Um, it's just, you know, things, stuff, things, sweetie darling, things and stuff and things and stuff. So anyway, with that out of the way and with our brain permanently fried by the planet of the base, let's dive into this episode. Uh, the most interesting girl in the world, I think was the title of it. Um, now there's some of you are going into like the Rihanna like uh, make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. My brain is also combining that with um, in the first season of Downton Abbey, uh, one of the songs that is sung is some like you know counter tenor singing. Um, if you were the only girl in the world and I was the only boy, which is some sort of like parlory song. The Victorians had some weird tastes in music, I just got to say. Like I've, I've done some Gilbert and Sullivan stuff and then like there's some of it that's really nice and some of it's just like, I'm a mustache. And you're like, why? No, why? What was it? Was, it's because everything it's because cocaine was in everything. You know, it was medicinal and, you know, add it to the milk, like, you know, water down the milk and then beef it up with chalk and cocaine and feed it to the babies. I guess is what they thought of in those things. So yeah, 
we're still in Sag Harbor. Um, it's funny because this gets presented as like it's a it's a it's a girl's trip. It's a three day trip, and like in reality, it was like a weekend trip. I mean, they say three days, and it ends up being like a Disneyland vacation three days where you feel like the first and the second day aren't even really like anything because you're you're having to pack and unpack and travel and stuff. And so, you know, like if it was like three days, four nights, that would be one thing. No, this is like three days, two nights. That's, I mean, I had originally was wondering if maybe this was like going to be a, you know, three full days, but four nights and five days, including the two days of travel. But no, this is like one full day. I, I, I don't, I, I just, uh, why pitch it as a three-day trip? Because it's not a three-day trip, you know? It's like when you take a Memorial Day week. I mean, maybe like the fact that it's only like two, three hours away means that like if you leave super early, then you get there, You're it's still morning, which it was not morning when, they, when those ladies got there. And so you have like most of a day and then you don't leave until like Labor Day at night so you technically have all of that day so then it's like technically three days but still two of those days are like tucking up like uh, by a bunch of travel and traffic so anyway they're still in Sag Harbor Aaron and Bryn are in the same bed dun 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 there's like a whole like do Aaron and Bryn hate each other that like I can't tell if it's like being pitched or if it's not or if it is or it's not because I think the ladies are all going to get really – I think one of the things that's going to happen this season is the ladies are going to get sick of Bryn. Um, and that's probably going to be one of, like, the big things. It's either going to be – I mean, right now we're setting up for, like, is it going to be Bryn, is it going to be Jenna, or is it going to be Jessel? Bryn, I think – I mean, I don't – I'm not quite sure what that would mean. Because, like, Bryn, I feel like, is just going to be – she, she – mm, who would I compare her to? Uh – I'm not quite sure because, like, I think, like, she can, like, handle the, you know, like, if she's the villain of this season, she'll come back next season and everyone will be like, eh, it's fine, whatever, yeah, her, yeah, she she was crazy last last season and now she's not and she'll be crazy again next season. You know, Jessel, I can see going, like, a full-on, um, oh, God, um, Jessel, I can see, like, turning the switch and becoming, like, Aviva Drescher. And Jenna, I'm a little afraid of if, like, I think I like Jenna. I know there's other things about Jenna, but I like Jenna so far, at least what we're showing on the show. I can see her having a bad couple episodes and her turning into Danielle Staub. That's all I'm saying. I can just see her, like, then, like, showing up with, like, a book. Uh, It's just, you know, uh, Jenna. Anyway, Aaron and Brynn are sleeping in the same bed because Brynn... Uh, decided she was going to stay over that night. And so there was this whole thing of like, Brim was going to get Jenna's room, but Jenna's staying over. But then I think Jessel was supposed to be sleeping with Aaron because Jessel was too cold. But then somehow it turns into Brim spends the night in Aaron's ginormous bed. Cause like it's, it's, this isn't like, like when I have a gentleman guest over and he spends the night, there does have to be a little bit of like either, we are curled up and touching each other, or we're on the opposite sides of the bed, but we're still kind of touching. I mean, it's not like it's a small bed, but like it's not a huge bed, and I'm kind of a big person. So 
Aaron, on the other hand, has like a California king size looking bed. So like you can sleep like, I mean, as we see, Cy was supposed to be sleeping in there. So it was supposed to be like three women in this bed and they all would have had room. And maybe if a cat had wanted to join in, there would still be room. It's like, this isn't the door from the Titanic. This is like, you know, the door in the cartoon version of the Titanic. (laughs) Uh, that people make fun of. Um, but anyway, they're getting up. They're waking up and Aaron's like, oh, it's morning. I guess I should go make some breakfast. And Brynn is like, maybe she can meet some plan B because we're in the same bed together. So I have to make a sex joke. And they laugh about it. And meanwhile, we cut to Jenna. Jenna is like getting up and getting ready and doing something. I love the fact that Jenna is committed to this like frat boy look. It's like a it's like a fashionable version of the guy I wanted to fuck in high school or fuck me in high school or not high school college. High school and college, yeah. Like it's Aber- it's like beat up Abercrombie jeans, it's like either a t-shirt or like a a, a denim shirt. It's like some it's you know, it's like an Aussie one of those like Aussie hats, was it Aussie bum? Like I know that it's a J. Crew thing, but like, I mean, she looks like she could have gotten the whole outfit from like Pac Sun in 2002. And maybe she did. I mean, I, I think she probably had pro- whatever, like the rich people version of Pac Sun. <laughs> That's a concept, you know? <laughs> but, you know, because it's not even like Abercrombie, it's definitely not J. Crew. It is like a like sort of Pac Sun. You know, those of you who know, who know, you know, if you had like, if you know, if you were a mom, yeah, you know, you know, you know, I don't know why, you know. They go, so Sai gets up and she's like, it seems to be like every morning is a conference in Aaron's room. This morning, there's not as much bitching though. So they all go into the kitchen to make, to get, they all go into the kitchen. I was going to say they're going into the kitchen to make breakfast, but they're going into the kitchen and Aaron just like sitting there, just like thinking making coffee, staring, looking at her computer, something. And that's fine. But um, this is when you should have a little breakfast thing laid out. Because Sai comes down and Sai is like, are you going to make breakfast? I thought there's going to be food. I'm hungry. Hungry, bitch. And I'm assuming that Erin had said she was going to make breakfast. And this is why we're having this conversation. Because if not, that would be a really rude thing to say. As it is, it's still a little bit, like, gauche. Like, I'm not sure I would be, like, you know, oh, my God, I'm so hungry. I'd probably be just like, oh, do you have any coffee? Okay, that's great. And then, like, that would kind of lead into, like, mm, I'm, I'm hungry. Or is there toast or a bagel? But, you know, size just like, I need food. You should have done this an hour ago. You should have, this should be ready when I'm waking up. I should be waking up to your fucking bacon. But... Today's the day that we're going to make the shakshuka. Aaron's like, everyone loves my shakshuka. I'm going to make it for you. This is what I was, I was planning on making yesterday before our workout. But since everyone complained. And it was like, why don't, I just, why don't you just schedule to have that today? And yesterday could have been like, you know, a breakfast nibble or girl breakfast. It could have been girl breakfast. Why couldn't yesterday have been girl breakfast, you know? Like... Which I don't know what the difference between a girl breakfast and like um, a continental breakfast would be. Like, you know, just like a breakfast buffet that doesn't have eggs, that no hot food, unless it's like, except for the toast. Like, it just, I don't know. 
girl breakfast. She could have had like a girl breakfast that day, and then there wouldn't have been an argue about, argument about the shakshuka. And Jenna could have brought her fucking coffee, and everyone could have just sit there and nibbled on what they need to before they worked out, or not if they didn't want to work eat before they work out. And then they could have come back, and they could have had like, you know, a couple grapes or a banana or some toast or whatever, and it would have been fine. Like I, I think this is the one. I don't think Aaron. I think Aaron planned this weekend for how she would want the weekend to be, which is great, which is fine. But also, that's not how these women work. You know, like these are not, that's not how these women work. And Aaron, I think, should be smart enough to know this. You know, uh, it, it's, I feel like, yeah. There's sometimes I feel like Aaron has like some Ramona tendencies because she does everything like her way and. If you don't do it her way, then she gets kind of like mad or a little, at least a little pissy. And that's fine, but also like not, it's, especially if you're doing it like, like coming home and having caviar, like that's not that, no, like a cheese board, maybe sure, but not, cap, eh, yeah, anyway. She makes a shakshuka. Jenna helps her. Jenna's also like, oh my God, these onions are killing my eyes. They have to go away. Also, look at all of my diamonds. I wore, like, my entire... Jenna's outfit does not make any goddamn sense. I'll just put it out there. Because she's wearing her, like, beat-up jeans that are also stonewashed and, like, a little baggy. So they're that they're the, like, 90s jawbreaker jeans and not necessarily... I mean, they're not... They're definitely not, like, you know... 2006 Britney jeans are not like like the low rider boot cut. They're not skinny. They are like jawbreaker jeans that have been distressed. And she's wearing a giant sweater and she's wearing her little trucker hat. But then she also has like on an entire department store worth of jewelry. And everyone's like, why are you wearing like 500 diamonds to cut onions? And she's like, haven't you ever seen breakfast at Tiffany's? And just leaves it at there. I'm like, I mean, now I did say what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? And unfortunately, I don't really remember the film. I just remember, like, she has a bagel or a croissant at Tiffany's. And Mickey Rooney does, like, a whole thing. And in the book, he's the other guy is supposed to be gay. But in the movie, he's not. So I don't And there's something about Cat. I don't know. I don't know what Breakfast at Tiffany's had to do with this. It was just supposed to be, like... Wear your diamonds whenever. Or was it just... Look over there. Anyway. They're all sitting down. And this is where um, Uba brings out... She calls it Uba Hot. And now I want to order some of this. I'm not a huge, like, hot sauce fan. But, hey. I'll support it. I mean, like, y'all already, like... uh, Made the Dream Coffee go out of stock. I haven't checked their website to see if they're back in stock, but that place like went out of stock like that. I'm sure Uba Uba Hot is like probably already sold out. Um, it's a hot sauce or a, just a re- yeah, it's a hot sauce because it's called Uba Hot. Like it's not just like don't like a curry or whatever. Uh, she said that when she was a model, she had to eat nothing but like you know boiled fish and broccoli, and everything tasted terrible. So she created a hot sauce to like make it better. And then she marketed it, and then it went on Oprah's favorite things, and that had her hit the jackpot. And she's been riding high ever since. Sai, on the other hand, so Uba's 
great. Sai, on the other hand, is not because she's like, I don't like this shakshuka. I don't, it's it's eggs and tomato sauce. It's like, yeah, that's what shakshuka is. There's a couple other dishes that are like that too. It's not a thing. I mean, girl, what, like, what were you, I don't know. I do feel that this is like a little bit like we can be a little bit more gracious. Like you're, you're pulling a, you're pulling a Jessel, <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, we get a little bit of Rin talking about here. Um, just the, this, and then like the dinner later on, we get a lot more Bryn backstory, as you would say. Bryn, here we get how, what she wants this is her I want song. And she wants like a husband with an over, over, dearing, over, in, over endearing mother-in-law because she wants like a family and she wants to feel a part of something and she wants to be part of that world and she wants to, you know, be where the people are. And she never had that sort of thing and everyone's feeling sad for her. And uh, she also was talking about she going to London with her fiance that she unconscious or consciously uncoupled from. And I'm not really sure what the hell that means. And I'm really not going to look it up because it feels like a straight people thing. And it's like, it sounds like a fancy term for we broke up. Like we came to a mutual agreement to break up, but she still every now and then like calls him up and like goes to do things because you know, that's what we do when we get lonely. So they're all, Oh, the last thing that happens is that Uba is eating with a knife, which um, I think is great, partially because, you know, there's this saying or this, the it's not, it's not even saying because it's like a, it's a rhyming couplet thing. Um, my grandmother used to say it, which is, um, I think my uncle, or no, my grandfather, I don't know. It's one of those like old people things. It was like, I eat my peas with honey. I've done it all my life. It makes them taste kind of funny, but it keeps them on my knife. And yeah, so like Uba just kind of like sitting there with eating her shakshuka like off of her knife, like she is an old war veteran who can't use a fork in case it pierces like the grenade in the apple or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah, I just love Uba. So they're all packing up to go, um, except for Jessel, who was packed like the moment she got out of bed. Anyway. So as they're all leaving, um, Jenna said that she has a, she had a, like a mid-level time. She'd give this a C. Sai is saying that there was no food that she could eat and she's not happy because she's hungry and she wants to stop by provisions on the way back. Erin says that she didn't have a relaxing weekend. So we're all just, you know, leaving, leaving on a high note. We get back to New York. Erin um, surprises us by speaking Spanish. She's like, you know, yo soy habla español, yo quiero los handles. Because she has a construction company. She gives us her whole her whole backstory, which is that her parents were rich uh, real estate agents. And so she became a rich real estate agent. And she was like, it's only natural for me to do this. And then she realized like her passion is actually in construction and design. So she opened up a, you know, a remodeling company and she worked under Friedrich, that one guy from that show who I can't really stand, although I don't really have a reason not to. I just I don't know. He. 
he looks like he would call me fat on grinder, and that seems to be kind of like my <laughs> I feel like that's one of like my descriptive terms of a lot of gays is like with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He looks like he would call me fat on grinder. You know? <laughs> and I don't... like I, If you know you... You know, it's 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 one of those things. Like, I'm sure he's a nice guy to you, but you know, if I said hey, he would be like, not interested, block. He'd be like, all right, dickwad. Um, her uh, her company is also called Homegirl, which I don't know how I feel about because I'm like, okay, all right, okay, I guess do you? I don't know. Anyway. Bryn is showing up to get her hair styled and she's walking around New York looking like um, a super fashionable Beetlejuice in this like black and white uh, trench coat looking thing. We get another whole thing of her with her hairstylist, Nadia. Um, This is where she talks about growing up being biracial and her parents were not really in the scene because they had their own problems. So she was raised by her grandmother, who was um, from her white side of the family. And at one point in time, one of her grandmother's coworkers was like, take that girl to my beauty salon because you need to do something with her hair. So she did. And then for like a long time, every week she'd go to the beauty salon and she'd hang out and she would, you know, interact with this community of women that her grandmother was not able to uh, provide. And like, you know, this is something that I have heard a lot of people talk about, especially for adoptive and uh, families, like biracial families, is making sure that your children have access to interact with the communities that you are not a part of that they are. You know, there's, um, I've seen TikToks of like, you know, white fathers learning to braid so that they can uh, braid their kids' hair. Uh, it's, it's a, it is a whole thing. So Bryn talks about like that and finding her, finding a part of a community that she never knew that she had. And it's a very heartwarming story. We get a whole, like we're we're seeing the softer side of Bryn this episode, and you know I'm it's 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 humanizing. You know, it, she's no longer just the girl who does reverse cowgirl to everyone. I mean, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very it's a very important conversation, um, and it definitely softens Bryn a lot. So, yeah. Meanwhile, Uba is also having her softer side because she's wearing a like long sleeve floor length pink gown <laughs> to meet this investor lady uh, who's helping her out with her Uba hot because she wants to like get investors. And it's 
I it almost sounds like she's like applying to be on Shark Tank, which I don't think is the case, but it has that feeling of the way she's talking about it has that feeling of like I'm gonna have to give up something. And in my world, I would be uh, there would be a community. I would have an uncle who would um, pitch in and there wouldn't be any sense of this is a loan that I eventually have to pay back and I'm not giving up equity. It's just like you help your family. And then I'm sure there's like a thing of like, you know, then if my cousin needed help down the line, I would help them out as long as they weren't like a fuck up and like all of that sort of stuff. So it's fair. It's she's in her own feeling and her, um, her friend Kathleen, who is apparently they met at a boxing match, is like, you're not going to have that. But so you have to build your own community here and also know that it's not going to be in the, that same level. But I will always be a citizen of Uberville, um, no matter what. And I have to say, I, too, will be a citizen of Uberville. <laughs> and I don't care that the trains don't run on time, you know. The infrastructure might be lacking, but it's going to be a fun place to live. We all would should be so lucky to be citizens of Uberville. Uber, Uber, call us. <laughs> you know. Anyway, Sai is um, making dinner with her husband, and I put this on Instagram. There's girl dinner. This is Instagram dinner, because the pan that. Sai pulls out is that always pan you know the one that has like the ceramic looking and it comes with like the pot it comes with the the thing and you or the the spatula and you have to put it on there and there's like a slot for this and a slot for that and it's supposed to like take the place of 20 different pans and you, it's just fashionable and it's $150 isn't it so wonderful and isn't it great and you can make your shakshuka in this and you can boil a potato and you can it's just like do you really use that pan? Because frankly, most of the reviews that I've seen of that pan have been that they're kind of terrible. Um, that the nonstick scratches off pretty quickly. It, I mean, like it's fine, but it's just sort of like for a really expensive for for uh, not really, but for a rather pricey Instagram pan, it's just not worth it. I guess is what it's saying. I don't know. I, I don't. I used a cast. Iron, I, I mean, I mainly use a cast iron pan and a wok. So, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I do know what I'm talking about, but I don't know what I'm talking about. because I've never used a pan. I'm just saying I've seen a lot of people review the pan and say, like, at best it's mid. And there's other things like, you know, you can go buy like a like you can go to the outlet mall and go to like Le Creuset or Williams, Williams and Sonoma and get some like decent pans for the same price. Anyway. So she's making Insta dinner. And this is when her uh, she and her husband come up with the idea of make, having a Friendsgiving. And they quickly pivot it to being a Brinsgiving. Because Bryn doesn't have a whole lot of family and friends. And so that means that she's going to be spending the holidays alone. So they're like, let's, let, let's do something for her. Well, we make our pizzas from scratch, including the dough. Which I was really impressed by. And it looked good. I want... One of those pizzas now. So they call up Bryn. And while they're making out the pizzas, they're like, hey, you can come over. You can. Uh, we'll have we'll have Thanksgiving. You can come over. We'll have a whole thing. And they even have a whole even like 
there's a discussion. This is not kind of what ends up happening, I think, because they're also talking about inviting. There's something about Jessel and Povit because they're going to invite the kids and then give Jessel and Povit like some time by themselves to maybe like do their relationships so that they can have a dirty giving, dirties giving. I don't know. So they can fuck. That's what they're basically saying. Because uh, it sounds like they can't really do anything because children are there. Um, as Povet will say in a minute, it's the marriage tax. Oh, no, married with kids tax. And speaking of Jessel, they're talking. She and Povet are talking about schools, and this is where she says stuff that I don't particularly like. Because they're looking at Montessori schools for their what two-year-olds? They're toddlers. So they're looking at schools. They're looking at, at a Montessori school. And Jessel's like, oh, the caliber of the people at the monastery school were so good and they were so nice and they had a charcuterie board. And Povet's like, our kids are too. They don't fucking care. And I really hate that idea of caliber of people. You know, I have to dock points from Jessel for saying that. Like, you know, I've, I don't have a problem with Jessel, but I have a problem with that because it's like, that's something that Aaron would say. That's something maybe she would. I don't know. But that's something that Ramona would say. That's something that like the old guard of housewives would say. And like it's tacky and it's stupid and I hate it. And I don't want to hear that in this new update. Like you're all doing so well. Let's not talk about caliber of people because that means that then there are people who are less caliber. And honestly, the only people who are really less caliber are going to be like child militias and shit like that. And like, those are not the people you're talking about when we're talking about a monastery school versus public school. Like, you know, also you're talking about like a New York public school where you're still going to have like a lot of rich kids. So you're still going to have like the right calendar of people there. So it's just girl. That gets, that gets, mm, that gets, there's in this conversation about their general uh, the weekend. Um, and during this, Pavit brings up that you have a tone when you talk to people. And I laugh because I've been told I can have a tone. Um, I, I learned it from my mother. So I learned it from the best, you know. Um, my mother will talk to you. Like, I, I love her to death. But the, my mother, Canon, will talk to you as if, like, you know, she's weighed all of the thoughts and you haven't. And it's just, you know, I still think of the time she told me like, we are not bumper sticker people. And she said it like that, like we are not bumper sticker people. And it's like, it's that type of thing, you know? So I, I've known, I've been told that I can have that tone. Cause there was also one time, like even she even pointed out, which I was like, um, thanks mom. I learned it from you. I learned it from watching you. Where she was like, you get a bit of a tone when you talk to people at work on the phone. And it's not like a bad tone. It's just like, it's definitely a bit Karen-y. You know, it's that like, um, like, Yes, thank you. I've tried restarting my computer. Um, that's why I'm calling you. Yeah. Yes, please do that. Please, yes. 
that would be lovely for you to get your manager. Thank you. Yes. Like, you know, it's that, it's that sort of a thing where it's not quite, I mean, I can get loud and mad and like all that stuff, but like, yeah, I, if I'm having a day and it starts out, I'm just like, you know, like, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that information. I will do my best. Thank you. Okay. No, no, thank you. Bye. Like, you know, and I think Jessel has a similar thing. I mean, it's not quite the same, but like, you know, there's a bit of that. Anyway, Aaron and Jenna are also having a discussion. So there's like, these are both going at the same time. Aaron is, comes in wearing like in, she's like full on Oxford's. I mean, this isn't an Oxford because it has Miu Miu and I think it's a jacket, but it looks like an Oxford that's like been cut off at the waist or at, at the, like below the, the rib cage. It's covered in rhinestones. It's a really weird looking piece. I mean, it fits her. Her stuff fits her to a T, but like, I can't see it on anyone else in the world. It's like, this stuff was like made for Jenna. So they're having coffee. Uh, Jenna brings Aaron a gift and is like, now you can't, you can never come to my bed empty handed. It's whatever. And they're having coffee and Aaron is like, I had this cup and it's my mother, my mother, my mother got it in the 80s and I haven't ever used it, but you can use it because it has boobs on it because you're a lesbian, which I mean, okay, sure. Yeah, fine. But also she doesn't realize there's like like a hole in the nipple. Which Jenna points out. Jenna's like, hmm, I happen to be a connoisseur of boobs and also holes. And I don't know if you noticed, but there's like a hole in the boob in the cup uh, that you are offering me, which means that it's probably not going to work well for hot beverages or cold beverages. It's, you know, you kind of can't go past like the nipple line or else it's going to spill out. But it does seem to be really great for creamer. Like you can put the creamer in and it's not a whole lot. And then you tip it over and it comes out the nipple. And it's like, great. We're just, Yeah. Anyway, Jenna uh, tells her tells Aaron that when she was looking for that gift, she was actually with Jessel. And they were trying on sweaters, and there was a whole thing, and there's a discussion about, like, well, it's weird because Jessel refers to the ladies as, like, cackling hags. And there's just a bit of, like, where did she hear that from? And then, in, like, it cuts to the dinner where Jenna says, like, what's up with all the cackling? So it's kind of this implication that Jenna started it all, which I don't really think so. Because like, there's a difference between, like, like you know, like, why are they cackling versus, like, look at all those cackling hags. Like, it's, it's you know, there's, there's it's a slight difference, but it's a difference. Anyway, um, the point is, we get this flashback as if, like, Jenna wasn't there. Like the Jenna and Jessel conversation at dinner, not the Jenna and Jessel conversation at Susie Condo. Uh, but anyway, all that happens while she's having coffee with Aaron. And she talks about like how um, Jessel called everybody cackling old hags. And it's presented in a way, but I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, Sai is getting ready to have Friendsgiving. She's dressed up like a folded napkin. It's a cute dress. It just has, it's very like geometric. It has like, you know, it would, it would get, yeah, I think it would be, it would, it would get like, it would be in the top three in most episodes of Project Runway. The chef, cause she has, she has catered chefs. She, one of them says that like, oh, we're having fried potato chips. And I'm like, 
how are you like frying potato chips or is it just like you're telling me that the potato chips are fried because potato chips are supposed to be fried now there's like kettle cooked and there's air fried but they're fried potato chips are fried so why are you like it's like saying we're having fried french fries i don't get it like i want to i want to know how this works like are you deep frying on already the french fry or the the potato chips because that would be a whole thing you know like uh or are you just giving me way too much information but there's these potato chips there's mushrooms there's stuff Bryn shows up wearing a giant fur coat she has a giant box of champagne well it's it's not a box it's it's a bottle that is in a box but she brought a box i couldn't tell what the label is i'm pretty sure it's like a fancy one she immediately starts flirting with the chef as she takes off her coat she's wearing a long sleeve um taupe dress that has like Muppet fuzz at the bottom of the sleeves and also has like a really open low back. So it's one of those like dresses that like, you know, I'm showcasing my back today. Both of the the chef and the bartender are married and she's all like, well, okay, never mind. So the other people start coming in. Uba comes in wearing a gold dress. Jenna comes in wearing a jean shirt that is only buttoned at the top. And it looks like she's wearing a corset underneath. I don't quite get it. Anyway, the main thing is that every time they come in, Jenna, or not Jenna, Bryn goes up to like the mudroom area and she like turns around and shows them back and she's like, hi, welcome to Friendsgiving. Welcome to Friendsgiving, which I don't like. Okay, we've all seen your ass. So like, why are you doing? I don't. Anyway. Aaron shows up and doesn't take her shoes off. And Side's like, I told you to fucking take your shoes off. It's in the fucking text. And Aaron's like, but I would never do that. And I'm like, I think this is one of those, this is one of those things. You know, if you know, you know. Um, you know, this is a take your shoes off house. Like, I don't want, yeah, I don't, I'm take your shoes off. Also, everybody else is taking their shoes off. So take your shoes off. No, I don't get, and like, Side did apparently let everybody know, like, don't wear an outfit that, like, needs the shoes to be complimented because I am, you will be taking your shoes off at the house. Or you could do, like, Jenna and bring a pair of shoes that you have not worn in the streets of New York to change into. Anyway. Um, Jessel shows up and goes up to talk to Aaron. And apparently Aaron's grandmother had passed away. So... She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for your loss. How did you know her? Did, how long did you, was it a, a, a sad thing? That's really, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it's a whole thing, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's really great that it went well. Okay, bye. And Aaron just kind of sitting there gobsmacked. Like, it didn't, it wasn't like, you're asking me, like, I just, how is the movie? Like, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how is the play? Like, uh, she's totally taken aback. Jessel got some something weird going on. Jess is also wearing a really, I think it's her sweater. Her sweater is like choking her, but also leaving one shoulder exposed. So like she's both is suffering. She's like getting hypothermia and low ox. She needs more oxygen. So I don't know. They are then trying to explain Jess's comment about cackling to Uba, who doesn't quite get it and has to like really, it's not until like the talking head that Uba really gets it. 
And then they also bring it up that's usually associated with witches and Uba's like, I don't like that term. I don't like the, I don't know. Don't know. No witches. So Jenna is also like, I didn't intend for this to go as far as it did. I thought I was just saying stuff, but also, and the producers are like, then why did you say anything? And Jenna's like, um, I just, I forgot. I have old lady brain. It's, it's a thing. So the dinner, they all sit down for dinner and we get a lot of Bryn's backstory or more of Bryn's backstory because she was born in section eight housing. Um, there's a whole thing of like her mother and her father were neglectful. And then that's when her grandmother stepped in and it's a whole thing. She doesn't really want to talk about it, but like in all reality shows, you got to talk about it. So she kind of talks, ends up talking about it. And while we're in the middle of hearing her talk about it, we get the credits rolling and that's where this episode ends. It says to be continued, but I'm also like, how is this a to be? This is, this can't really be a two part episode. There's no like two part to this. They're having fucking Thanksgiving. You know, it's, I don't know. I, but that's where it ends for better or for worse. So it's like, you know, and then like, and then, and then she died. <laughs> Just, you know, like, yeah. So uh, before we go, it's our, that time for golden apples and rotten apples. I'm going to give my rotten apple to Jessel because I think Jessel really stepped in it this week. Uh, I get why she stepped in it, but I think, ma'am, you need to like take a look at your life, take a look at your choices. Some of them are beyond your control. There are some things that are going on that like I totally get, but also you don't got to be the way you got to be. Um, I mean, that being said, the, these ladies were are not like – I mean, there's been no Ramona. There's definitely no Danielle. Like these are like these ladies are like kind of refreshing in their like their selfness, not selfishness, not selflessness. They're just selfness. They have like a it, 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 it's something. I'm not quite sure what the right term is, but like they're all yeah. But this week I'm giving it to Jessel um, for my. I think I'm going to give the golden apple to, I think I'm going to give it to Aaron. I don't know. Maybe I should give it to Uba or Sai, but I feel like, I'm not quite sure. Uh, let's, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with um, Aaron again, just because I thought she was a gracious host and continued to be gracious in front of Jessel's whatever was going on. I reserve the right to change my mind later, but I'm going to give it to Aaron for now. So yeah, there we go. And that's the episode. We'll be back next week. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. Remember to leave a five-star review or rating. You can email me at friendsofthecounters at gmail.com and you can check me out on Instagram. So Thank you very much, and I will see all of you later when we all have our meetup in Uberville. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.